No. You good? Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I figured Davis Stents would bring chair. their own chair. I mean. You didn't tell me that. That's well, what you get You know, for I thinking. figured you're a canvas company. You'd have your own canvas chairs. Oh, this is low. Yeah. You got to squat. Go. It. That's part of hunting, lift, and eat. You have to stretch and squat to get into things. <laughs> I love it. You feel comfortable? Are you comfortable down there? Yes, Bobby, sir. Jeez. I'm comfy. Are we live right now? Oh, shenanigans. Shut oh, the front sh fucking door. <laughs> no, this is the good stuff. This yeah, is the this great is stuff. I mean, we're talking about mushroomed out things, and <laughs> it, this is the great. Way antlers grow. <laughs> Fit when they're in, still in velvet, if they touch something yep. weird, like on this, you know, the right G1, it'll mushroom like that. My biggest bull has something similar. Mm-hmm. So, I well, like elk. Elk are awesome. Elk are cool. They're weird. They're kind of pretty sometimes. They're a pain in the ass, but they're pretty badass. They're, uh, they're a pain like in the spouses. butt to pack out. That is. So let's sure. jump into this. You guys ready for this? We're ready. We're Taylor, ready. you know, it's great to see you again, man. It's been a little bit. I just had the chance of meeting you less than a few days ago. I've been around you a couple different times, but uh, this is the Hunt, Lift, Eat crew. You got Caleb here, Scotty hanging out, and the beautiful Miss Sarah, as always, from our good old great north. And we're here live with Taylor with Davis Tents. Uh, you guys are badass as far as I'm concerned. I want to talk a little bit about Davis Tents. I want to talk about your organization, what you guys have for products, what you're looking at up in the future, and let's talk about some hunting. Let's we do have it. no script. We do not give a shit how we do this. <laughs> we, we just like to have fun. Unscripted. Yeah, exactly. Unscripted, <laughs> weird sayings, odd things that make people uncomfortable. It's what we deal with. Hey, sweet. I think we started off fantastic. We did by putting you in the smallest chair that we could find. Uh-huh. And talking about how you're going to be living in a canvas tent for yep. a while. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, <laughs> but I did. I saw you guys have a booth set up over here at uh, an International Sportsman's Expo down here in Denver. I've always known about your products. I've been a firm user for at least the past three or four years. I've been in a couple different Davis tents. So how did Davis tents really come around and, and really what got you guys rocking and rolling and starting? Yeah, that's a good question. So we have been a long, uh, around a, an incredibly long time. We started out in 1955 out of Art Davis's basement. Uh, basically, it was either in Lakewood or Inglewood. I don't remember. Uh, but that's where we started, uh, and it started literally in somebody's basement. Our production manager, Chris Davis, uh, is the uh, the grandson of the original owner, Art Davis. Mm. Uh, he's still our production manager, and he's literally at the shop right now, wow. you know, running uh, the production line. Sweet. Uh, uh, Art passed it uh, on to his two sons, uh, Roy and Rick Davis, uh, sometime in the 80s, uh, and then they took it off, uh, and then we got internet and we got a website right and things <laughs> changed you know like they did back then uh and we definitely uh you know grew uh, and so we've been making you know canvas wall tents for a long long time and we've been you know as employees using them and going out in the field and, and testing new stuff and coming up with new products and I think that's one of those things that's kind of turned me on to you guys in the canvas tent market because not a lot of people talk about canvas tents, right? There's a few options out there. You can go to Cabela's. You can buy the Alaskan Guide Series at $3,500 for a tent. Mm -hmm. But nobody really talks about the grassroots, down-home organization that Davis Tents is, where you guys started from, the product line, and, and kind of where you are now. And I think that's the big reason why I wanted to bring you on because to me, when it comes to a small company, trying to break out and maybe not break out because you've been along, around long enough, but push their way into a hard market. You're just like us in that aspect, right? We are mm -hmm. small fish in a big pond, but we are making waves. 
And man, you guys are. You've got some great stuff out there. I love your little small personal one. Yeah, uh, the go tent. Yeah, the little go tent. Yeah. Let's talk about that bad boy. I mean, you're talking about a taking a canvas tent, which is typically a giant undergoing that everybody talks about, and turning it into a small one to two person pack tent that you can literally throw on the back of a horse and rock and roll by yourself and still get some meat out there, depending on how badass you are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Uh, I love that little tent. Uh, you know, really that, that design came from a need from our employees. Uh, you know, we, a lot of us are weekend warriors, uh, and we'd go out and want to do something, whether it be shed hunt, fish, uh, and we weren't there to set up a tent. We were there to do those other things. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And so we had a, a, a smaller tent uh, that we had, and I'd go and I'd take it out, and I'd be setting it up, and I'm like, dang, it's got to be easier than this. You know, I'm not here to set up a tent. I'm here mm -hmm. to do these other things. So we basically came back to the shop. Uh, me and Chris got out a tape measure and just started, you know, okay, this is the measurement of, a, you know, the height of a cot. I want to be able to sit on the edge of my cot and not have my head hit the roof. Right. I want to oh, yeah. be able to stand up yeah. mm -hmm. and take my jacket off. You know, we basically started off with those measurements and then went to the design table and measured it out with our, you know, five-foot section of, uh, of canvas and created a prototype. Wow. And that very first one I still use today. That's I rad. used it twice this year, once on a, a pronghorn archery hunt uh, and during four season as well. We've made some, you know, updates and some changes to it. But, I mean, our canvas tents are, they last forever. Oh, yeah. We yeah. do repairs at the shop. We just had some guy drop off a tent that was built in, in 1986. And he got it, you know, that long ago, and it's still rocking. <laughs> you know, it's just cool being a, a smaller, you know, business and having, you know, those stories to tell. Yeah. You know, it's, it's In different. 1986, was, like, the canvas still, like, hand-woven by some Chinese person and. <laughs> lower Denver, like doing this with a bob and weave type deal. I mean, no. let's talk about 1986 people. Hey, that's that's longer than born. I. I was yeah. just gonna say I mean, that's longer than I've been on this earth. Yeah, or a same. twinkle in my daddy's eye. Oh my god, that is incredible, though. You want to talk about longevity, and I think this is where people don't understand the difference between a canvas tent, yeah, or the the real need for a canvas tent compared to like your typical Walmart pop up tent, right? Right. So Sarah, what's the weight of that little guy? That's what that's I was what I wondering too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. So. You know, there's one option on that tent that makes a big difference on the weight, and that's having that tent with a sewn-in floor uh -huh. okay, or yeah. not a sewn-in floor. Right. Uh, the sewn-in floor adds about eight pounds to that tent. Uh, I made, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, Forum Rock Slide. Yep. You guys mm -hmm. familiar with that? Mm -hmm. uh, so I made one that weighed 22 pounds, just the canvas, mm -hmm. uh, for one of the owners of that. Uh, his name's Ryan Avery. And he packs in with, with goats, not yeah. horses, mm -hmm. goats. And yeah. he basically, I knew him for a, a long time, and he basically called me up and said, make me one that weighs the least amount possible. And so we did. Sweet. And sent mm -hmm. it to him. Uh, typically, they average around 25 to, to 27 pounds, depending on the options. Uh, but, yeah, you can get that down, you know, pretty minimal if need be. I'm still not backpacking with that thing. You no. Know, there's other tents that are out there that are made for backpacking. Yep. You know, right. our tents are, are not made with that purpose. But you got to think about this. When you're running a canvas tent, you're not necessarily concerned about backpacking, right? right? We're talking about coming back, having a little bit of a luxurious place 
We spent 15 days in the back country. We've got a nice heated stove. I got a cot. I'm tired of sleeping on the ground. And this is my base camp. This is where I'm going to hang out. Yeah. Or for those of us who have a significant other, which is not me, I've got a dog. My dog would probably enjoy it. <laughs> uh, it's a place for them to hang out while we go have our fun and our adventures. And Sarah, I know you being up there north in Alaska, you guys use a lot of canvas. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? What's the big aspect and, and bonus you see from that canvas as compared to that Walmart pop-up tent? Um, keeping stuff dry, being able to dry stuff out every night. We go out and do two-week moose hunts, and being able to get your gear dry is absolutely critical. Um, and also being able to be warm enough at night. We hunt pretty far up north, and it gets super cold. And uh, so we hook up a stove. Do you guys have stoves? Absolutely. Stove hookups? Awesome. Can we just clarify north as in, she's talking Alaska people, not just yeah. like not just like uh, <laughs> northern Colorado or Wyoming. She's like north. Yeah, north, real, north real, Alaska. Real north. Very, I'm, I'm very, very <laughs> fucking north. Actual north. Yeah. yeah. So canvas tents are everything for us up there. Yeah, they make a huge difference, especially when you get to the later rifle seasons. Mm-hmm. Especially for me, you know, in Colorado. I mean, I had a bad experience, which is why I bought a canvas tent before yep. I started working for Davis. And you're incredibly right about drying out your stuff. Mm-hmm. I was literally, snowstorm came in, just soaked, could barely even see on the trail, you know, to make the way back to camp. And I get there and I have no way to dry my boots, right? Like my socks, my only pair of pants. Yep. So I literally sat in my truck and turned the truck with on, the heater on with the heater on. <laughs> Laid everything out on the, you know, on my passenger, uh, you know, dash. seat and, ev- and uh-huh. my dash and everything and literally had to sit there for an hour and a half. It sucks. And I, at that point, you know, being in the middle of nowhere, I made the decision, you know, I'm 23 years old at that point. I'm going to invest in a wall tent because mm-hmm. right. it's going to pay for itself in the long run. And eventually it did. So I've got... I, I have a family of four, and I, I have two little kids who are seven and five. These two have heard me talk about them a lot. And so I'm, I really care more about getting more families and kids out in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, into hunting at a young age. And one of the big differences in hunting, you know, just me and my husband versus hunting with kids is it's a lot harder to keep kids comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, like we will embrace the suck on our own, some serious suck. But with kids and being having them out for a two-week hunt, keeping them warm and dry is super important. And um, so I want to hear some more about some of your bigger models and even some of your, like, kitchen tents and stuff, whatever other bigger models you've got um, for families who want to be able to bring their whole family out for, you know, a week hunt or a two-week hunt or something. Yeah, absolutely, and I can uh, definitely relate. I've got a three-year-old and five-year-old little girl. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they started camping. Yes, was I love in, it. In a, yeah. In a wall tent. Uh, literally, we have a show special on our website right now for our what we call a cook shack. It's basically uh, whatever width uh, to match your existing wall tent, and then 10 feet long. And mm. so you can add that on to get more space. That's nice. awesome. It also gives you more options. So... For the longest time, I had a 14 by 16 mm-hmm. and a 14 by 10 because it gave me options, whether it was a yeah. two-person hunt, yep. a three-person, mm-hmm. a six-person. I had options, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that cook shack. Uh, but like I was saying, on our website is literally one of my family's first camping trips where I've got a six-year-old uh, in the you know 14 by 16 with two uh, pack-and-plays, mm-hmm. you know, little... Uh, <laughs> 
a little uh, fence around the stove, right? Because yeah. I don't yeah. want one of my you know girls to touch the stove. That would be bad. Yeah. They only touch it once, though, right? Yeah. I, that's what yeah. I've been told. Yeah. I'm not very good at that. I've never learned that lesson in life. <laughs> that's what you know? I've always said. The I ones repeatedly who will beat continue my head to be the in the wild. Yeah. yeah that's, that's my problem. <laughs> the ones who yeah. are built for the wild will only touch it once. So <laughs> I should probably not go hang out at your campsites, what you're telling me, Taylor. Like, I should not go anywhere near it because I'm going to burn myself. <laughs> you know, like you said, you learn once. So. Hey, at least the canvas wall is nice and soft for me to beat my head repeatedly off of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, so just, you just don't want that first time to be the worst time. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Bad. Like a real just bad Just make one. it, like, not so bad. Yeah. You know? Don't mess with your There's trigger There's way finger. too many, like, paths we can go with this portion of the yeah. conversation, yeah. so I think we should move on past, you know, make the first time the best time or not the yeah. worst time. So let's... I'm going to stay quiet. Yeah. I want to talk about, <laughs> for transportation, do you... Do you, what do you put the tents in? Do they come in like a bag or something to transport them in? Or, or how do you transport? Because I know the canvas tents like can be big and heavy when you fold them up. I know the one that I've got is. And I bought a Bigfoot, like a waterproof Bigfoot that we put ours in. But what do you do for moving your tents? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I'm pretty lucky. I've got one of each size at the shop. Mm-hmm. And they all go in, in our deluxe uh, tent bags. We have two different sizes. Oh, nice. Basically, one that'll fit the 14 by 15 or larger, which would be the 14 by 20, 16 by 20, and 16 by 25 to kind of follow up your a question from a couple minutes ago before we went on that tangent. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that. It wasn't my fault. Don't point your finger at me. <laughs> no, I know there's no tangent. video on this right now. I used to be a math teacher. Tangent. <laughs> oh, this isn't a parallelogram? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, we have a dog, small. Uh, version as well. It's a big, oversized duffel bag, giant zipper. Uh, it's really awesome, but we also have a standard tent bag that comes with a lot of our packages uh, as well. It's a big canvas uh, drawstring sack uh, that looks like, uh, you know, if you watch uh, Christmas movies, looks like what, you know, Santa's sack. Uh, but then, like you said, a lot of customers make that, you know, choose to make that move and get a tote mm-hmm. or something similar, yep. something with wheels. Just makes it easier to to drag unless it's really muddy or snowy then it's actually worse don't ask me how i know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's kind of what we use if that answers your question nice well and everything that you guys do it's all about product care and longevity of the canvas so, i mean your bags that everything comes in the suggestions about using totes it's all about helping keep that investment because really you're talking about you literally just said 1986 right. you're talking about a tent that you and your family could purchase or have potentially for 30 plus years and that's the whole purpose of this, right, is breaking down that idea that a canvas tent is a hassle, it's a pain in the butt, there's no reason you should have one, they're too expensive. Break down that, get away from that mindset. You guys have broken through on the market when it comes to price, modularity, um, availability, customer usage, and in my opinion, I mean, that makes you guys the top dogs when it comes to canvas tents because at the end of the day, I can use it in any aspect whenever I want. California to the great white north. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate those kind words. You know, at Davis, you know, we're really all about education when it comes to our customer service. You know, we're not trying to get you into this box. You know, we're just trying to understand your situation, what you got going on, and just, you know, coach you and educate you on what might work best for you. And see, that's what turned me on to you guys in the first place is you have a very similar culture, understanding, and mindset to Hunt, Lift, Eat. You know, it's not necessarily about trying to sell this T-shirt that says Hunt, Lift, Eat on it. It's about selling who we are. Right, it's about getting people into the lifestyle and changing their lives and, and education. So that's why I think I connect so well with Davis, and I think that's why a lot of people do too, and, and a lot of your customer base does as well. You are about the customer and for the customer, not making the sale. 
honestly, if you buy the tent, who gives a shit? But you're better educated, and you're going to make the right choice, right? Exactly. If you don't buy our clothing, you don't buy our brand, who gives a shit? You're more educated, and you're going to have a better lifestyle because we taught you something. That's what we care about, taking away more than you're getting out of it. So at the end of the day, if that's what you're at, I mean, really, we're doing our job. Absolutely. So what's the craziest hunt you've been on with one of your tents? Like, what was the craziest situation you were in with? With, with one of our tents? With one of your tents, Okay. Yeah. I've got others where it wasn't one of our tents. Uh, but definitely the the first time I took out the original go tent. Uh, it was a second season hunt uh, near Kremling-ish, Colorado, if you're familiar with, with, that, with what that is. Uh, my boss was there for one day, and we actually had a 14 by 16 set up, and then he was going to leave, and I was going to stay the rest of the week. And as he's leaving and we're taking down the 14 by 16, we're setting up the go tent because I don't need a 14 by 16 for myself. Yep. It just doesn't make any sense. So I had the original go tent. And then as, as he's leaving, the worst storm I've ever been a part of, and I've been hunting since I was 12. That's the legal age. That's when I could actually pull the trigger. But mm-hmm. I was doing that way before then right. uh, with, my, uh, with, my, with my dad and brother. But the craziest storm where it was 80 mile an hour winds, uh, with 100 mile an hour gusts, uh, and we got three feet of snow all in 12 hours. Was this that storm wow. like two and a half years ago, maybe? Uh, that super bad one. I was up in Troublesome, same area up there around Sol- or uh, was it Hot Sulphur Springs? Yeah, yeah, or? yeah, you're, yeah. That's just east. Yeah, just east of that. Yeah, yeah. it Troublesome? dumped like two feet of snow overnight. Wow. That was absolutely insane. And you guys were in a tent? I was in a tent by myself in the original go tent. Wow. <laughs> testing it to see if it would work. There That's one go. way to Ultimate test it. Test. And uh, you said up to 100 mile an hour gusts? Where I was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I usually Jeez. camp down in like uh, BLM land area mm-hmm. where it can be a little bit windier rather yeah. than kind of tucked in, you know, tucked within the trees. I you like mean to not do- in a lodge where there's no wind at all and heat in the tent <laughs> and like a, an actual somebody cooking you food? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like a little that bit windier. At, at all. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I, w- I was like outside taking video. I was inside like panning across. And we've used that to, like, market the go tent when people are like, oh, is it sturdy? <laughs> Let me send you this video, buddy. Well, you've got me sold because my first sheep hunt, we had 90 to 100 mile an hour winds. And our tent totally folded, bent the poles, oh my goodness. unusable. So we had to sleep, like, behind a rock that was like a Volkswagen bus. We had to sleep behind a rock as the wind was shooting over, horizontal rain, hell. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was well, awful. Were you, was that a backpack hunt? Yeah, yeah. it was a backpack hunt. I have crazy stories, too, on backpack hunts. Yeah. But I wasn't using Davis tent. Right. Yeah. But, but did you sleep behind a Volkswagen-sized rock in <laughs> the Alaskan wilderness? No. My I've, God. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was in an area where they train uh, the SEALs for going over to Afghanistan. Who That's are we you? Uh, why are you? Why? <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like a survival situation over did there. Osama I got bin hypothermic. Laden, oh like, my was gosh. Osama bin Laden over there? Did you know? <laughs> did anybody call SEAL Team Six in to kill the sheep for you? No. 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 Not quite. That Rock was. Around. It was a super short hunt too, but it was fun. That is insane. It's fun to look yeah. back on. It was hell to be in. It's good <laughs> to hear though, because if anybody in Colorado, and I know some people are going to relate to this, most of our listeners are here. They're kind of all over the United States, but mm-hmm. that storm in Colorado was one of the most ridiculous ones we've had in a very long time. Wow. And hearing that the go tent, the smallest tent that you guys have structurally, set up to 100 mile an hour winds, two plus feet of snow overnight. I think we had temperatures that dropped down sub 20 in that area um, that night alone. 
because I know exactly what night you're talking about, and it sucked. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> no. I was staying in the house. I'm not too worried about that. Good for you. Yeah. I want to see that. I want to see footage from that. Uh, I do all of our social media and stuff too. So my. Uh, uh, what when we want to find you on social? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, just my at Taylor dot Raymond R A H M A N N. And you guys can go straight over to Davis's website. I think it's uh, just. DavisTent.com, right? Yeah. Yep. And we're on Instagram, Facebook. Yep. Sweet. You name it. Super easy. Your guys' website's extremely easy to navigate. And like I said before, it's modular. You can do just about any loadout you want. And when you guys want something completely different or you have questions, these guys are there all the time to answer your questions. Absolutely. And like you just said, Taylor, you guys have literally tried it and it works. Those are the kind of people you want to talk to. You don't want to talk to the guy at the grocery store who loves nothing but kale and has never eaten a prime rib in his life to tell you that that's a good cut of steak. <laughs> Not that how that goes. For the record, we do have our... Uh, why are people stripping behind I'm, me? I'm literally watching Luke take what his jeans off right what now. What is going on I'm try, right now? I tried to keep a straight face for as long hey, as I could. But hey, Taylor has a tent set up that you could borrow that would probably hide that. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I'm not, I'm not this sure is, we want to hide it. <laughs> this is, this is digressed. But <laughs> Give the people what they want over there. Jeez, Taylor, <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's all good as always. It's great to be a part of this. And uh, also, for the record, anybody that's going to be in Colorado or going to attend the Colorado Bowhunter Association, Davis Tent has donated, a, is it a go tent yep. to it this year? Yep. So go if you're going to be there, last year. yeah, if you're going to be there this year, check it out. We're going to be raffling an auction one off. If you guys don't know what the CBA is, I'm totally plugging this in there. Okay. Give me a shout. Let me know. We'll uh, we'll get you introduced to the Colorado Bowhunters Association for anybody here in Colorado. Even if you're not, if you hunt in Colorado, we're the only outdoor activist company or organization, nonprofit in Colorado that's actually doing something and making a difference. And if you don't believe me, go talk about wearing Hunter Orange during archery season. Yeah. Go talk about Hunter education in the state of Colorado. Yeah. So. But, Taylor, man, appreciate it as always. It's been a great pleasure having you on. We might even bug you again this weekend, depending on how everything goes. And I think you're going to ship one straight up north to her, right? Seriously. I'm going to go check out the tents. You know, having things be modular, modularity in hunting is, like, really getting more popular, I think. You're seeing it with pack systems and stuff, too. Apparently, we're seeing it with changing stations in the middle of... With changing stations in the middle of ISE. They're so versatile. But I I love the whole modular concept, um, especially with family or when you're going with, like, multiple groups of people. So, so... I know you're trying to wind this down, but I have all these questions. Get after it, girl. We, <laughs> I want to We know. aren't on a time zone. It's all up to Taylor. <laughs> it's a 158 where I live. Um, so you could connect like two tents for sleeping with a with a like a pass through area with a little kitchen area. Can you do something like that? Yeah, you could definitely do that. You know, really, our most common is just butting two tents. Yeah. right mm-hmm. next to each other. They absolutely, from pictures, look like they're connected. Yeah. But they're actually not. They're literally just as close together as you possibly can do. Uh-huh. And then you just tie the, the doors together. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Is what that looks like. And then you could add an awning out front as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's I, go ahead. What's the height? What are, what's the height of most of your tents? Like your bigger tents. So you're talking about the peak height yeah. or the wall height? Both. Both. Okay. So the peak height varies on the width. Okay. on how wide the tent is. Right. All the walls on our standard hunting tents are all the same. They get cut at five feet. They finish right around four feet, eight inches. And then the peak height, like I said, it varies. Uh, on the 12 by 15 model, it's around seven feet, three inches. And then if you go 14 wide, it's about eight feet, five inches. And then about nine, five on the 16 wide tents. Yeah. So you got nice. plenty of headroom. Tons of room. 
Absolutely. And, and you've if got rain like flies us, and stuff? You can do activities like jumping jacks Act or lifting <laughs> inside <laughs> the tent. Hunt, lift, eat, and give sense, man. It just goes Jeez. together. You, sorry to cut you <laughs> off, Sarah. Oh, no, you could put bunk beds in that if you wanted yes, to. You can. Hey, but what I like about button two together is that you can have like a sleeping quarters yeah. and a kitchen and like a lounge area, you know, a dr- you know, a, a technical mud room, you know, mm-hmm. if you needed to, if you didn't have something for outside. I love that aspect of just being more organized and what I've just been thinking about this whole time and being introduced to Davis Tents is, you know, uh, canvas tents are so classy. They're like classic. It's like that classic old school hunt that your grandpa went on when, oh, yeah. you know, back in the day. And so um, I personally, have, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to hunt out of a tent, but you know that if you go spend a week out in the backcountry uh, in a canvas tent, dude, that's what it's all about. Getting out there and, and this, it's just something really classic feeling about that it's you know it's like a it's like a nice piece of leather you know and and from uh from the canvas i have i don't have any tents but i have some tarps and stuff they just seem like they get better with age too the more you use them the more kind of oil and and grime and i couldn't even tell you what it is exactly and maybe you can taylor but or like the maintenance of it it, blood (laughs) blood is always helpful right absolutely no but they just get better and uh and so that's what i love about canvas they get seasoned that's seasoned. one way to put it. Yep. Right? Seasoned, yeah. just like exactly. a good cast iron skillet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been up to Alaska? No, it's definitely a dream of mine to go up and uh, definitely do uh, caribou mm-hmm. uh, and moose. Yeah. For sure. It's uh, just not in the cards uh, at the moment. Uh, I have been lucky enough to hunt Wyoming a couple of times. Uh, it's just it is expensive, mm-hmm. especially uh, you know raising a family as you as you know. I Absolutely. Do. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, Alaska is definitely a, a a dream for sure. Yeah, that'd be I mean perfect tents, canvas tents. Anybody who moves or caribou hunts for unless they're road hunting, but all the moose and caribou hunters. Can you road hunt in Alaska? I was gonna yeah. say, do you even have roads? It. <laughs> I, there's I from what I've from what I've seen, there's one road. I thought they just had drive the one road. What? I thought they just had canoes <laughs> and blubber nuggets. <laughs> we have snow machines, which you guys call probably snowmobiles. Yeah, that just sounds cold. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, what I'm here for is comedic relief. Come on now, Sarah. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, canvas tents are everything. Like, the best investment you can make for moose caribou hunting, at least I think. Especially when it comes to staying dry, warm, and longevity. I mean, even mm-hmm. if you spend, and, and I'm not speaking to the price points of Davis tents, if you... Look at this asset that you're purchasing, right? A, a canvas tent is an asset. It's an investment. Yeah. If you divvy that out for the entire duration of 30 freaking years, yeah. ah, you're pennies on the day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's initially what I did before I started working at Davis is instead of buying a hotel room, yeah, I could buy a canvas tent. And after, you know, for myself, I hunt almost every rifle season in Colorado. Oh, yeah. And almost all of archery. Well, by halfway through the, you know, one season, that wall tent's already paid for itself. Exactly. Right? Because I'm not spending $150 a night, you know, yep. on a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it just it just made sense for me. It does, 100%. For anybody that's out there questioning it, if you look at it with that, mi- that mindset alone, it pays for itself in the long run. Definitely worth it. Taylor, what uh, tips do you have for people who either already have a canvas tent or are interested in potentially buying a canvas tent? for really helping to extend the longevity, you know, for tent care. And everybody's got their own tent care for what they do after a hunt. But what, what like, top recommendations do you have for people in, with canvas tent care? Yeah, great question. So, you know, the difference 
really between like a canvas tent and then a nylon tent is you really have to store it dry. Mm -hmm. That is number one. You have to or you're going to have issues yep. Yep. down the road. Definitely. So whether you, you know, you just got to work with the space that you have in your house or your garage. You know, some people are lucky enough to bring it to their in-laws house and they've got a, a you know, a, not a garage, but like a warehouse area and they can just lay it out and, you know, get it uh, warmed up and, and dried off. But you really have to do that with a canvas tent. Mm -hmm. And that's what secures the longevity is you're not compromising the canvas. And you can absolutely do that if you put it away wet. Then you yep. could have mold and mildew issues. Yep. Yep. So number one is definitely do that. And then once you you know, have it dry, you know, fold it up and, and store it in a place that Mother Nature is not going to you know, do any damage. Don't put it in a tote and then throw it in your backyard and think that's going to be okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like you need to put it in your garage, in your basement. Uh, like my dad lives in Florida and he had all of his mounts hung up in his garage in Florida. Well, after three years, I went and visited him and I'm like, dude, all your antlers are turning white. Yep. Like it's the humidity is killing yep. that, those bones, right? Because yep. that's what antlers are, right? They're yep. bones. Mm -hmm. uh, and so anytime a I talk to a customer uh, who has, you know, humidity issues. I educate them about not putting it in their garage in those humid environments because then you could ruin your tent. So, yeah, those are the top two top things. Uh, store it dry and store it in a place that Mother Nature cannot get to. Yeah, You forgot, don't forget to buy one and use it. <laughs> I think go. those are part of the important parts too. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a given. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> that was part of the equation? Yeah. Dang it. That wasn't part of the parallelogram. The parabellum? Parallelogram. Is that what I said? Is math hard? Math's easy. That's the scary part. So do you guys also sell the little, the stoves that go in them, in the pipe? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we basically sell, you know, we make canvas tents. That is what we do. That is our number one goal, and we try to make the best canvas tent possible. But at that same time, we sell all the accessories that you need to be more organized, stay warm and dry. You know, basically everything that you can think of when it comes to a wall tent, we sell it or we know about it and we might be coming out with something, if that makes sense. Nice. So you do wall tents with and without footprints? Yeah. Built we call in. them floors. Yeah, floors, yeah, okay. and Yeah. Footprints is, you know, for like a, a floorless shelter. Yeah. That's a very common uh, term. Uh, but yeah, floors, we can do sewn-in floors, we do flies, awnings, two different types of pole systems, all sorts of accessories. A little bit of just everything, which is kind of nice. And, I, and again, I know we've already talked about it beating a dead horse, but that's what's cool about Davis Tents. It's not just about selling you a canvas shell. You've got so many different options, so many different knickknacks, toys, accessories, things that you guys can build into it, which really makes it different. What are your two different pole types? So we have something called our traditional pole system. Uh, that's going to be half-inch conduit on the outside of your uh, tent, supporting mm -hmm. your walls. And then mm -hmm. you've got uh, multiple uprights. depends on uh, how long your tent is. determines how many you get with one main ridge. So that's a traditional pole system. Been around forever. If you ever have seen an old, like, Army GI tent, that's mm -hmm. something similar to what they have. And then uh, I don't remember how many years ago, maybe 20-ish years ago, uh, then we came out with angles. And so you can have an internal frame. takes away your outside poles. Mm -hmm. It weighs a lot more uh, as far as the overall weight. Uh, but it feels bigger mm. because you don't have those uprights yep. in the middle of a tent. Just wow. kind of 
the difference between an open floor concept and, yep. and not having it mm -hmm. is the best way I have to describe it. And it makes a huge difference too if any of you guys have ever stepped into the internal versus kind of external, if you will. Like yep. the support system is huge. You don't sacrifice any of the actual structural integrity of the, the build itself. And if it's up to me, I go with the, the angled system on it because in that, like not having that center pole is super nice and handy. It's kind of a downplay when, you know, you're a single guy in the woods and, you know, a center pole and tent be kind of cool. But other than that, like, you don't need that. So, How yeah. close to the city are you camping there, buddy? Well, it depends. You guys haven't came out with a brass pole yet, so it's, i got to be selective. Okay. <laughs> it does sound appealing, though. I quit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, I, know, I'm, I can't be controlled. I can't be. Carter, I hope you can edit all this. That's What's enough. your average setup time for one of your bigger tents? Depends on how many people yeah. right, are helping you. Uh, I would say 30 minutes yeah. with a good buddy who knows what they're doing. Yep. With a good bu good buddy who doesn't know what they're doing, probably closer to that 45. 45. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like about our setup time for when I've used our canvas tent. What about your go tent? Uh, 15 minutes. Nice. I've tied myself a couple times. Awesome. I had to. Sturdy tent. Keeps you nice, warm, and dry. Quick Can we setup. put a disclaimer on the setup time, though? That depends how many pre-setup beers you've had. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And by good friend, we mean somebody who actually helps and doesn't just stand there and points their finger like a good foreman does in the city work. <laughs> um, this is somebody who's actually going to help you. <laughs> I try not to hunt with those people. I try oh. to hunt with the guys who are going to help and pull their weight. Uh, yeah. So I actually, un unfortunately, don't know what it's like for someone just standing there uh, Pointing. Apparently, I got the wrong pole then. I'm getting the wrong kind of people in there to help me with my tents. Son of a biscuit. I need to figure this whole thing out. Do you have your kids help with setup yet? Uh, not yet. You know, They uh, will soon. They need to. Yeah. Uh, you know, my definitely my plan, we got some new things uh, coming down the line with the go tent. Uh, I'm going to take my uh, five-year-old Bailey uh, out uh, sometime this spring, and we're going to do some shed hunting and just, you know, have fun daddy-daughter time and awesome. see how it goes. I'm really excited. That's fun. How many times have your girls gone out with you? Uh, they've never been, well, that's actually not true. Uh, this year they actually got to go out uh, for one hunt. It was a third season hunt uh, out near my hometown uh, of Fruita, Colorado. And it was probably one of the most fun times I've had. Uh, Bailey, my five-year-old, spotted uh, the biggest buck hmm. out of a group. And that's the buck that my... Uh, father-in-law got to shoot it was his very first time wow uh you know really going hunting uh you That's know awesome. in that type of hunt and she saw she spotted it and we couldn't keep her quiet there's a big buck there's <laughs> a big buck <laughs> and she's so excited right like because mm -hmm. so, you know she should be but then you got to be like hey sweetie <laughs> that's why the big buck is now running because <laughs> yeah. you're being loud so, but, you know, she's five. She's going to make those mistakes, you know, and mm -hmm. you can't be, you know, mad at them or anything. You just got to coach them up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's really the best do. part about it, though, right? I don't have children, but getting children involved in the outdoors is something I'm extremely passionate about. And hearing stories about families, getting their young daughters, sons, just kids into the outdoors is what it's all about. And that's kind of the nice thing about having Davis tents is you can actually do that in a comfortable status and, and actually right. get the kids to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more miserable than a kid going to one of these things with you and not enjoying it, right? Because you're immediately putting a bad sense into their head. Being able to go back to the tent and have a good warm meal, nice, good, warm place to sleep, not look at Luke's quads and thighs right now. Yeah. Um, there's, it's kind of a, a nice mm. little ambiance about it, right? Little, wow, are you drooling now? Okay. Uh -huh. Wow. But I think from there, uh, Taylor, like yeah. I said, man, we do appreciate it. It's about time you probably get back to the tents. 
Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this guy's funny. Yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> we should go camping. It's intense. But, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, one of you better not be oh pitching a tent God. looking at Luke. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it went the opposite direction, actually. I, I might have, He was I pitching tents, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I might have pooped it out, actually. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't worry. We sorry, can edit Brian. it all out. That's what that yeah, was. We can, right, we can edit this course. all out. Uh, it would be the equivalent of, like, girls in Mac. See, now you're from Fruita. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you. Whoa. I didn't oh, know you wow. knew. Yeah. I grew up in uh, Palisade. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I've still got 100 acres down there. Oh. Any deer? No. I wish. Bears hanging out in the corn and the peaches. Mm. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to give you a call in September. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but for that, guys, uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. <laughs> Taylor, again, dude, appreciate you having here. If you guys have any questions about Davis Tents, hit them up any day of the week. Their customer service is off the charts. You'll probably even get Taylor sometimes, depending on what he's doing. Uh, and then as for us, you guys know the drill. We're always happy to have you on. And listeners, we're here for you. Anything you need, don't hesitate. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah. No Thanks, right, for Thanks guys. Showing up. Cheers, guys. Yeah. I have no idea how to shut this off, by the way. I, I think don't either. Do we just press this? How do you shut this off? Hit the button that makes Record. the noise. <laughs> oh, what's that?